Oh, yes. It's Nick Flanagan Weekly. I don't know how many I've done so far in January. Probably not a lot. Weird month. But thank you for listening. This could be the final episode of January, where I might have the audacity to release one more over the next day and a half or so. You don't know. It could happen. Thank you for listening. I'm Nick. This is a very special, very crucial episode of Nick Flanagan Weekly. Why is it crucial? Because I said so. I have no other reason to say why it's crucial. Every time I do an episode, for those who care, it's crucial. You know, I don't want to brag, but I've managed to live quite a few decades on this earth without harming uh, animal species until it was extinct. I've been able to go quite a long time in this world without knowing that I've started some sort of horrible fire. Other things that are bad, I have managed to avoid doing over this. I've never gone on the Show Rogan podcast and said uh, uh, something weird. And you know that, if things had gone differently for me in comedy, maybe I would have. You know, everybody just thinks with Joe Rogan of the uh, uh, political guests. But, you know, he's had a lot of dumbass comedians and nice comedians. And I, if things had gone differently, could have been one of them. He could have been like, man, isn't it crazy that we used to be 20 and now... 20 years later, we're at 40. And I'd go, I know, dude. I know. And what's really crazy is nobody's talking about it. And I would have gotten so many more followers and everyone would understand my vibe. Instead, you, the listener of this podcast, are understanding the vibe. You're the vibe understander. But if I had gone on Brogan, way more. Do you know if Jordan Peterson hadn't gone on, had that whole thing where he got famous, people wouldn't, they'd be like, what is he saying? I didn't mean to start by talking about the things that PMO or the big topics of the day, but here I am talking about them. Whatever. Uh, everyone's mad at Joe Rogan all the time. It is... Tiring, but I understand. You know, comedy got such a ride, such a, a magical mystery tour for about 16 years, maybe even less. Something like The Hangover, let's kind of say the, the Hangover being a big success, was the beginning of stand-up and comedy and the vibe the comedy vibe the podcast vibe the cracks the improvised cracks all the time the mind blown moments do you know what I mean by the mind blown moments where like two people are having a conversation and you kind of blow someone's mind but you're both comedians so it's like you're enthusiastic about it and you'll say something funny right after having your mind blown 
2004 to about 2016. Obviously, 2016 being what it was. Uh, meant comedy uh, changed. <laughs> Oh, the year was 2016, and there was an election at the end of the year, but the whole year was kind of about it. And then the comedians focused on making the guy who won the center of attention of the world. And the news did too, and everyone laughed. And then the characters of his office were funny to the press and to the late night shows and to the comedians and then the other comedians who wanted to be contrarian started fighting with them and then it was all very confusing and there were a lot of impressions of Donald Trump. And James Austin Johnson, James Adomian, oh no, not James Adomian, Anthony Atamaniak, uh, great Trump impressions. But my gosh, lots of Trump impressions. Lots of Trump talk. And that was the end of it. 2016, that was when people were like, the idea of disliking a comedian because of their ideology suddenly was a very popular. You know, like in the 2000s, Everybody was talking about, um, you know, all the funny comedians. Nick DiPaolo. People would be like, Nick DiPaolo is funny. Flash forward ten years later, you know, he's a nightmare human. And then all the people went on Opie and Anthony's podcast. That Anthony guy, he's no good. Nobody cared in the 2000s. 2016, Boom. Louis C.K., you took our innocence. Can I have it back? I didn't. I, I, I think I'm just in a weird way. The fact that I even got into this whole thing and just launched into a everyone's talking about Joe Rogan thing, it's not a good sign. Everything is closed in the city I live in. I can't do stand-up. I can't meet my friend at the coffee shop. That's what's killing me. It is freezing outside, snowing can't meet anyone sitting inside. Right now, in Canada, getting about as much attention as the indigenous missing children for the residential schools being discovered is a convoy of some truckers going from one end of the country all the way to the middle, to the capital, which is called Ottawa. It's where Tom Green's from. Okay? And I love Tom Green. You should too. Tonsil Hockey. Order it on VHS. This, these truckers have to be vaccinated to, I don't know, be truckers, go across the border to the U.S., come back over the Canadian border. The U.S. already has this. 
truck. You gotta be vaccinated to go to the U.S. That's the U.S.'s purview. Canadians have nothing to do with that, but I guess Canada wants you to be vaccinated on your way. I don't don't know. The point is, these guys, it's called the Freedom Train, and they're going, some of them are truckers, and they're driving to the capital of Canada to uh, confront Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Oh, they hate Trudeau. Everyone hates Is he a schmageggy? I think he's a bit of a schmageggy, a bit of a schmendrick. These guys act like... I don't understand the focus on the individual. Well, I do, actually. Because I think it's just uh, how you bully. No offense. If you zone in on one person who represents all the bad shit. If you go, Anthony Fauci, gotta get Anthony Fauci out. Out. He's a disgrace. He's done all the bad things. I don't think that'll solve anything if your evil mastermind is out. And it's the same with Donald Trump, don't get me wrong. I think just getting rid of Donald... Nah. Nah, B. These truckers, they're headed to the center. The Freedom Convoy. You know, look, I love freedom. I love freedom. (laughs) But if I hear something political, and it's got like the word freedom in it, I don't trust it. Unless it's about someone being let out of jail, I understand that. I just don't trust it. Because it's just, it's just what everyone has always been talking about since we were kids. Don't you love freedom? What the, what is freedom? It's your ability to choose. Hmm. Interesting. Freedom. I, it's not even that I have a problem... I enjoy freedom. I'll come out here and say it. But this thing's called the freedom march. Freedom. It's like when people say what's populist, calling something freedom, it's like calling yourself the candy. It's called the candy convoy. Everyone likes candy. And you go there and you're like, oh, there's a few racist people here in the, in the candy situation. I, I guess that's what I mean. And this is what's happening is there's a white... Uh, in all of these movements, for some reason, there is at least a portion that are, like, racist. And then people go, hmm, there's, like, a racist element of this uh, populist movement or this, quote, grassroots movement, most of the time funded by, like, not grassroots people. These movements. Uh, and then, then the other people are like, if you're going to this, you're racist. And then these other people are like, I'm not racist. I just don't uh, believe that the uh, Freedom Party could have been founded by these uh, racist people. And then you're like, here's some racist texts they send. And then they go, it's, this is getting too complicated. I'm not racist. You're a liar. That's how it always goes. Some rando not racist people with blind spots 
get mad at the people who call them racist without realizing those guys are calling them racist because there's someone with the Edward Norton chest tattoo ordering the lunch that your freedom convoy is feasting upon. But honestly, more power to you. I know lots of nice people who are supporting this shit. So what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I'm in a position of privilege. Trapped in my apartment, unable to do anything. I have no children. I'm not working in a job right now where I'm mingling with uh, the people where, uh, who present a higher risk of giving me the Omicron or whatever. I probably know a few people who like, don't like want to get vaccinated or something. And I'm just like, you know, I'll be nice to me and I'll be nice to you. What am I going to do? can't do anything. The thing where they protest, not the people I know, but where people protest in front of hospitals and stuff, that's what kills me. I, that I'll never understand. It's very odd. Very odd. I, I, every, you know... I guess my point is I don't want to be like I've been thinking about this we're we're right now I feel like we're I'm just so screwed there's no like there's financial compensation that is not rent for most people if you're lucky enough to get it right now but there's a lot of people who can't in Canada I'm talking about specifically but I'm feeling in the US I don't even understand how people have any money right now um, rent skyrocketing in the city we had this thing where they were giving everyone $2,000 a month for like a while but if you are in a larger city or an expensive city you can't really save that money it sounds crazy but you really can't but if you're in other places, you can save that money. And this was a universal thing. So uh, in Canada, it was all of Canada. So there are places where people are more comfortable right now. And there are places where people are really, really down to the wire. And I don't know why it is that because like 15% of truckers want to protest vaccine mandates in their profession. I'm just pulling that number out of my ear, by the way. I'm putting it through my mouth. 15%. I don't know if that's what it is. But it's not 50%. It's less than that. And I don't think it's 25% either. My point is, but why are a bunch of the people getting to going at the freaking parliament and throwing down, you know, their their electric bill or whatever. 
in front of the Justin Pudo. Because there's money going into whatever this trucker convoy is. That is being supported on some sort of level. But that's the least of my worries. I mean, could there be more of an expression of like being in some level of comfort? Not worrying about your rent from month to month? Oh. Well, this guy who works one of the a really well-paid job. Hard work. Really well-paid job. They might have to get vaccinated if they want to continue doing it. This cross-border travel. Often involving consumables. God, why am I going on about this? It's not what I wanted to talk about. But everyone's talking about it. And I'm a part of everyone. I'm part of the collective. Even though I often feel like I'm not. Especially now. I'm just in my apartment. One, two, three, four. Four screens here. Uh, yeah, four screens right by me that I can count. Five if you count the little screen on my um, recording interface or whatever it is. Roland Mixer. R88. Shout out. I got a screen on my iPod Classic. We're at six screens. I think that's it. Well, no, I got a Nintendo DS and a PSP. Eight screens that I can think of in this apartment. And then there's a mirror. There's two mirrors. Three mirrors. Those are like screens. I forgot I got a new computer too, so I've got two computers here. What are we at now, like 13 screens? And yet I'm lonely. And I have a partner and she lives right by me. I'm gonna take some vitamin D. Liquid demulsion, that's what it's called. A gift from my sister, Sarah. Shout out to Sarah, she's a great sister. Even though she said she'd call me today. She's like, I'll call you back. That sounds nice, right? We haven't talked in a while. Yes, it does. She hasn't called me back yet. And it's 10 p.m. So, that's what I'm saying. It's convoys. Go on, do your thing. It's no big deal. It's fine. Don't be mean, though. Don't fly Confederate flags. I saw someone doing that. Unless that was a fucking fake picture because everything's all twisty tubular these days. Nothing's real. Everything is permitted. Nothing is real. Well, that's a William S. Burroughs quote. Rich kid. His father invented, or his grandfather invented some sort of uh, adding machine or something. And uh, William Burroughs got a stipend every month and uh, that allowed him to write his uh, depraved literature funny story I just miss I'm missing my friends that's I guess a benefit of this yes I miss my friends got to see my friend Jamal Jamal's been on the podcast before 
Got to visit with my friend Jamal a bit yesterday. That was really nice. Um, but there's something about this where I'm not just missing my friends who are like in reach within the city, but just like all around. Like there's just so many people. And, and it's that thing. I'm very lucky. I've made a lot of friends over the years. I do have a hard time knowing the difference between people I've met once and friends. I don't know if you have that as well. If I feel warm uh, feelings towards you, I uh, feel like, uh, oh, we're tight. Like, I will go to your wedding. And you mine. No need for a gift, though. We're not that tight. Um, but I'm really just missing all the people I know from good old Timmy over there in Texas to uh, Mio in Vancouver to my friend uh, Jesse and Graham Katie and Rebecca multiple Rebecca's Vita, all these people in Los Angeles, Allison in San Francisco, Logan, all these people. I think that's why I take it so hard when they pass. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I feel like we both, we all, we're all on the same page about that. We all feel bad when our friends pass. So just going to move on. I'm uh, stating the obvious, as they call it. I'm, um, but yeah, so I, I'm really feeling that. Probably because travel feels very far away for a variety of reasons. Yet, I just traveled recently, so like I'm aware that it can be done. You know? And I'll tell you, don't be that afraid of international travel. I think the airport might be pretty safe compared to a lot of spots now. Everyone has to be super vaccinated. You're wearing like 18 masks. You have to be tested before and after. Problems when you land in Florida. It's freezing outside too. Freezing. There's downsides and there's upsides, right? You think it's all downsides. A lot of downsides broken fingers by the cold mouth hurts eczema forehead tightening you know sometimes it's so cold that your forehead kind of tightens the, the colder you are the more you can feel your bones that's why they say feel it in my bones you know but like it's and, and feeling your bones is not I don't like it I don't want it and here's the problem, major problem. Walking down the street. Oh! Oh! It's the best pizza shop I ever seen! I just so happen to be making walking the route with the greatest pizza shop. My favorite pizza shop is here. This is great! You buy the pizza, get in the bag, take it outside. Pizza. Suddenly it's a frozen pizza. You might as well have bought it from the refrigerated area at the supermarket near you. So that's a big problem with cold weather. It, it makes the hot food that you buy 
to go cold. And then, then here's the upside. Oh, I bought a drink today. I'm not even going to lie. It was an alcoholic drink. A cherry porter. Maybe I'll drink it afterwards. This. After this. And you're like, cherry porter? Who is this guy? I don't know who I am. A porter. Sounds like cold weather food. Uh, drink, right? Like a kind of a stout or something. Okay. I got it in that section of the beer store where it's like not refrigerated. You know, I don't know how they distinguish what's going to be in the cold part and what's not. Like, is it just they have a focus group that says, like, what people are opening up as they leave the liquor store? I'd like to be in that focus group. Would you? Anyway, hey, I walk home with the beer. Just a 10-minute walk. Beer's cold as ice. It's the end of the story. The upside is the freezing weather. Weather can... If you have a cold drink, it'll make it colder and thus more delicious. Think about it. So, I asked some questions. I asked questions on Twitter. Um, Nick Flan Weekly, the podcast Twitter. I love asking it. It's fun. And I kept asking, and nobody responds to this, by the way. Uh, what are the worst public confrontations you've ever had? Maybe I never phrase it right. What are the worst public confrontations you've ever had? It's like I'm asking people to tell me multiple public confrontations and the worst ones. It's a very personal question, I understand that. But I'm not asking you to tell me about the time, you know, you, you and your boyfriend got in a physical wrestling match at, you know, Lollapalooza in 1996. I'm just asking for something that you want to share. Shout out to Lauren Fewer. She shared. During the early stages of Pandy, she probably meant the pandemic, an entire lineup of Karens yelled at me for cutting in line at an ultrasound clinic. But what they didn't know was I was already there and had to run upstairs to get internet to pull up my referral. I was there to check out a gr growth on my breasts. So I went off on them and they were all shook. Great release. The most shocking was a woman my age told me not to swear. I responded by telling her to fuck off. Lauren, I applaud you. We have this kind of thing in the city all the time. Arbitrary decisions that people are screwing us over that may or may not be true. They were wrong. They should have just minded their own business. You know? You've got your own thing going on. You're not necessarily in line at the ultrasound clinic for... God knows what it is they're trying to do. You were already in there. You know it. I have that. I go to the Salvation Army right by where I live. This foolish Salvation Army. Foolish. What they do is 
they put the area where you have to like ask to see the behind the glass stuff, which is all the video games now. All the cheap ones. You're getting too stolen. They're all behind that part now. So you gotta go up to this. And it's right next to where the whole line is. And there's always a big line. So my theory is, you know, one person pays, then you go, can I see the video games? Then the next person comes on. And then you go, could I have that other box of video games? And, and on and on we go. One, 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 one. But sometimes they'll just be standing there and then a person will pay and they'll go, excuse me, uh, hey, I'm next in line. You don't understand. I can't get in line just to ask to look at video games. I have to be in the little section waiting. Those people have no right to be angry. And the best is when you're in that position. You're in that line kind of seething because you see something happening you're not sure about and then you get over it oh what a feeling what a rush it's orgasmic okay what's the worst public confrontation you've had I mentioned something on Twitter where I got slapped in the face by a girl, girl lady I, I, and then pop, boxed up as they used to call it I got boxed boxed up Got my face boxed up by Olga in front of the entire school. It was a school photo. Not a class photo. This was a school photo. I don't know. Is it bougie? I'm not sure. I think that the high school I went to was a little bougier than what I'd been uh, my elementary school. They get everyone in the school together and some photographer manages to like pose everybody so everyone's in the picture. I don't know. Ah, sounds cool, right? Anyway, I'm behind this lady, Olga. We're getting along, but this stupid picture's taking for so long. I'm making her laugh. But then it's like the picture's taking so long that I wind up becoming annoying or she winds up annoying me. Words were exchanged. She starts beating me up in front of the whole school. Not like beating me up, but just like smacking me around. She was probably close to graduation age, and I was uh, ninth grade, so I was just in the school. I feel like I've told this story on this podcast before, but there's like thousands of episodes of this, so it's likely you haven't heard it unless you're a diehard. And then this guy, Sammy, he was an older, tough kid. Every time I'd pass him by, he'd yell, Olga. So me, it's a badge of honor. But that was a terrible confrontation of many that I've had in my life. You're wonderful. You're great. Write me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com. W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. KO-FI.com slash Nick Flanagan is a great way to throw me a buck or two. Who couldn't use it in this day and age? Well, if you couldn't use it, 
throw it at me. And hey, I'm also selling some items on Depop. D-E-P-O-P dot com slash the flans. All right. You're great. Hopefully I'm all right. Talk to you soon.